the house really does just, I feel like it has healing powers or something. Like people just come into this space and they're just like, so they're like, I feel so relaxed and Mm -hmm. rejuvenated. And so it's just been, I don't know. I I just feel so grateful to have found this, this property. It really has given me a lot of, a lot of joy to, to be able to serve people. Mm -hmm. I do love that. Like Mm -hmm. I love, making people feel good. Mm-hmm. And this is a way for me to do that. That also, that also makes me feel good. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and a podcast host, I've learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories may trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to share, but to listen to the stories of others. So I thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that I am recording from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaiaks, on whose territory I work and live. Shelby Foster was born in Leamington, Ontario. After life adventures and starting a family had moved her around, she landed back in Leamington and has taken the deep dive into establishing her own bed and breakfast with intention and clear vision. In the conversation today, you'll hear how one of Shelby's biggest life pivots, her son Calvin's death, helped propel her into a life that she loves. Through many deep realizations and life lessons, Shelby has learned that it's not all about proving your worth and staying busy, but enjoying the little things and spreading desires for abundance, inspiration, joy, and miracles upon everyone. So as mentioned, there's a content warning about stillbirth, and that's where we dive into the story today, after I've asked Shelby about one of her biggest life pivots. Mm. Well, definitely when my son passed away, that was a huge life pivot. That's the one that changed the way I thought about life, experienced life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I wasn't expecting, I guess, to say this so quickly, but um, I had a stillbirth at 28 weeks. I had been in the hospital for about three weeks with a placenta abruption, and I was just kind of waiting to give birth and hoping not to give birth too early. Anyways, I ended up giving birth vaginally, which was not the plan. Um, He was not head first, so he was feet first, and uh, he got stuck in my cervix. And the doctors were on cut my cervix. And the only real memory I have of that time is just being like, I'll never effing do this ever again. This hurts so badly. Um, unfortunately my grandfather had passed away. And so all my family was at his funeral that afternoon, the day that I gave birth to my son, I was blessed that, um, I guess my whole family was around that day. So they all came to the hospital right after. And, uh, basically within about 45 minutes, I knew that Calvin had passed away and, the significance of the story really for me is there was this part where my dad had come in and my dad was holding him and my dad was sobbing, just sobbing and staring at him uh, with, with awe and with sadness, obviously, mm-hmm. and with a great amount of love. And I 
I guess in that moment realized how loved I was, which I always knew I was loved, but mm-hmm. here was this little boy who really didn't do anything yet. Mm-hmm. He really didn't. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even smile at us or, you know, I didn't even get to look into his eyes, nothing. It was just done. And we all just loved him. And that is pretty much how every baby comes into the world, I think. Mm-hmm. But most of us, you know, for many children, they are just loved. It's, it doesn't, we, we are excited for them to enter the world and see what they do. And anyways, um, reflecting on that over the last, like, I guess through the month after his passing, it really made me realize that I had been trying to get a couple businesses going prior to that. And a lot of those businesses were based on like me feeling like I needed to become something. I really needed to prove myself, prove that I was worthy, prove that I could do this, prove, 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 prove. And um, well, I had some success, you know, uh, I also mostly feel like I failed them, but um, I didn't fail. I mean, it is what it is, but I, in that moment, realized that we are just loved. We're not, there isn't anything to prove. I mean, that is the greatest love that you can find. And I realized, I think just because my father really loved my son that way, I could just, just see it. And it just changed me. I just, I don't know. It was a really beautiful gift that I got from his death. Mm -hmm. And I really chose to focus on that, I guess. And that really propelled me forward in the rest of my life because it is hard after you fail something. You know, I could have looked at this as a failure as well. Here I can't even, you know, I didn't birth. I wasn't able to birth. And I know some women who experience um, loss of a baby do feel like their bodies have let them down. And um actually never felt that way. I can definitely see what other things were happening, I guess, in my life that I just felt depleted and didn't really have the energy to give to another child. But that was, I guess, that's been one of my greatest experiences in terms of the lesson of, it's just given me a lot of freedom to enjoy myself and enjoy life and not worry so much about becoming anything and just being being present with people, connecting with people. And, and that is the gift of Calvin, I guess. Mm. Number one, Shelby, thank you so much for sharing. My heart aches for you and that loss and your perspective is breathtaking, to be honest, to be able to just think that you've been able to look at something that can be so dark and yet such a gift. Yeah. I am. It's almost been seven years now, which Mm. It's been six and a half, I guess, more, but um, I still do think of him a lot, but I never, I have to say, I very rarely think, oh, I wish he was here or anything. I just, he is here. Mm -hmm. I see him, I feel him, and it's in the way I live life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you've said gift a couple of times, and even just the way that you have shifted how you live your life, and you called it, you know, the gift of Calvin, and I would love to hear how this experience has shifted how you live your life and experience life? Yeah, well, it's really just given me, 
when I said freedom easily I, or earlier, I think that's really what it is. It's just a freedom to just enjoy myself. I don't have to think about what I should be doing all the time or why I should do this or that, or I just, I have this trust that it will all be fine. Even that experience was shit. Mm-hmm. It was a shit experience. And I worked through my own issues with it. I, it wasn't just like, oh, this is, you know, I didn't come to this grand awakening right away by any means. There was trauma. There was some shock that I had to go through. But that experience really, yeah, it's just, it's freedom. It's like, I can just have fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't always remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't always remember that. And so sharing my story reminds me of the gift when sometimes I've forgotten, you know, because we do live in a world where we're always proving, proving our kitchen's better than your kitchen, proving our whatever, like it's just, it's constant. And so it always just kind of brings me back to what's important. Mm -hmm. And now fast forward seven years, tell me about some of the highlights of the life that you're living right now. Oh, well, You know, my husband and I were going through not a great time when I was pregnant with my son. And I have to say that was another gift, you know, Um, it really did bring our family. It brought our family back together in a really beautiful way. And it connected us. And I realized that doesn't always happen when there's a death in a family, especially a child. But it really did connect us and... So now I guess now I would say that I'm the happiest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And like people say they don't like aging. I'm kind of like, why not? It gets better every year. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're just at a really good place. And yeah, I'm just creating a life that I really love. And I feel like I can create it, mm-hmm. that I can get joy from creating it. You know, even once you have all the things, if there's not joy there, Mm -hmm. if you just lost it all, that would kind of suck. But now it's kind of like, well, if I lost it all, whatever, I'm still having fun. So I Mm -hmm. haven't lost anything. And I mean, it's easier said than done, but I hope I can have that perspective if something like that were to happen. Mm -hmm. Now I own a Mm -hmm. B&B, Horizon B&B. And it brings me a lot of joy. And in moments of COVID when no one's coming and the doors are, you know, it's like, what did we do? Should I have done this? Mm -hmm. But then I think, yeah, well, so the worst thing that happens is we lose the house. That's the worst thing. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It gives you a different perspective completely. For sure. And, you know, to anyone who's listening to this, they can, you know, if that were to ever happen, they could be like, hey, Shelf. Go back and listen to that podcast. Right. <laughs> Hold you accountable to it. Yeah, exactly. But I I don't feel like I just, I am amazed. I guess the meaning of horizon, you know, when you're looking at the horizon and back prior to Calvin's death, I would have looked at the horizon with a bit of fear and thought, oh, can I do it? Does it feel, it doesn't, you know, like just concerned about what lies over the horizon. And now um, I look at the horizon with great expectation and excitement because I tend to do the thing where I wake up and I do say, how will the universe surprise me today? What will happen? Mm -hmm. Whether it's how the, you know, the bookings that come in or 
just, it's just amazing to me how the universe can surprise me in beautiful ways, really mm-hmm. beautiful ways. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear the backstory behind your B&B horizon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after I lost Calvin, I was, I was trying to start a Reiki business and, um, it just didn't feel that fun. To be honest, I was so caught up in trying to help everybody and heal everyone and fix everyone that I realized, you know what? I don't really want to do this. I just need to enjoy my life for a little while and love my kid. I have an older uh, daughter, Tessa, who, um, is nine now. And then another daughter, Molly, who is four and a half. And, um, so I ended up getting this, I ended up getting this position at a wonderful, um, at a flight center where I moved up in the company a little bit. And it was, I remember sitting at the computer, just like entering things one day and being like, I'm getting, I was only making $13 an hour. And I was so happy that I was making something for (laughs) this little bit of work that I was doing. And so I got great joy from that, I guess. And so I kind of moved out of that. But as I was working there, I did realize again, I started feeling like I was having to be worthy again. Mm -hmm. Like I had to work to be worthy. And I was starting to feel that within the workplace a little bit. And it just, it was starting to trigger me a little bit, truthfully. Mm -hmm. And I became a little bit unhappy again in that environment. I think that's just how we live a little bit right now. You know, a lot of places kind of run like that. And, or maybe it was just me. I I don't really know. Um, But it wasn't healthy for me. And so actually my grandfather had passed away. And so we all came, I came home. Um, I used to live in Cambridge and now I'm in Leamington, Ontario. And I came home for his funeral and all my cousins were together and we were all, I guess, chit-chatting about our younger days. And my, my grandmother owned a bed and breakfast when we were kids. And we had a lot of fun at the B&B together. I bet. Drop us off and we'd go do ridiculous things in the attic and all of the things. So we were kind of just reminiscing. And then my aunt's a realtor and she, a a property that she thinks is really neat kind of came for sale. And so she kind of put the the bug in my ear, I guess. And and I really wanted to move closer to family again. And, um, you know, as I got older, I realized how awesome my parents really are, really wanted to get kind of away from them. And then I was like, wait a minute, you're actually pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So we, I dropped my daughter Tessa off at my parents for a week. Had kind of given up on the idea of a B and B. It was, I looked at some properties. They were very expensive. We really didn't know how we were going to afford it. I was finally making decent money at this job and we were like paying our bills every month easily. And like, I was like, do we really, my husband's like, do you really want to do this shelves? Anyways, um, when I had dropped my daughter off, we drove by this house and this is actually a really neat manifesting. I don't know. It, I don't think I manifest it. Well, I feel like I did manifest it, but I drove by this house and the for sale signs up and I'm like, that house is still for sale. And when I was 18, I had driven by the same house and it had just had a big addition put on it. And it was like a spectacular house. And I remember being 18, like who lives there? Like that is an amazing house. Like who owns something like that? And really hadn't thought about it since then. But anyways, drove by the house then when I was, I guess, 34 or something 
and um, was like, I'm going to look at it when I come home to pick Tess up. So I called my aunt and set it all up. My husband came with me. We went through and it was, my husband had, wasn't really keen on this bed and breakfast idea, but he was like willing to ride my, you know, mm-hmm. let Shelby dream a little bit kind of thing. Anyways, we had written out a whole bunch of things of what the house would need in order for it to be worth us moving, specifically with two little kids. And I had really given up on it because it had to be like, you know, under $800,000 and it had to have a private entranceway and private area for us and all these things. And anyways, we walked in this house and (laughs) it was insane. It was like, better laid out than anything that we could have even imagined in our heads. And it was almost $200,000 less than what my husband had said it had to be. Yeah. So um, by the time I got up into the attic, uh, so I walked up into the attic and it's this beautiful space. um, And now I have a yoga studio in it. And I was like, I knew I was like, we're purchasing this house. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to own this. And even Mike was walking around smiling and um, the house hadn't been looked at in a few months. And uh, uh, there was a couple looking at it right after us. So we put our offer in like pretty much immediately within a couple days had the offer approved and (laughs) hoped that Mike would be able to find work. Hey friends, The Safe Haven will be right back after this quick break. That's the deep dive. Oh gosh, it was like, and you know what? It's interesting. I remember like we had the realtor over to our house to sell, like, I guess we're selling our house. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. It felt like I wasn't doing it. Like I wasn't, we were like kind of staging the house, I guess. And it felt like I wasn't, I don't explain it. You know, people say like when you're in the flow of something, Mm -hmm. it was just like all happening. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like my body was moving before my mind or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fascinating. Anyways, the house sold first person that walked through it, snatched it up. That's like the ultimate alignment. It was insane. Like it just all fell right into place. And then my husband's work was like, sure, you can work at a home office in Leamington. He was normally from Burlington. Fantastic. And you also mentioned a yoga studio upstairs. So tell me a bit about the layout and maybe how many rooms there are and what Horizon offers. I'd love to know. Well, we have, um, when you walk in, there's a beautiful big entranceway and I'm actually working on getting some, some little things for sale to kind of make your experience a little bit better while you're at the B&B. Um, that hasn't happened yet after such a busy summer, but then there's a parlor with a little TV so that you can watch if you know, if you want to watch a basketball game or something like that, you can, and there's chairs and things set up. And then we have a dining room. And now with COVID, I have four different tables set up within those areas because I can't serve everyone at the same table anymore. Mm-hmm. But at one time, everyone sat around my great grandparents' table that their first table that they bought when they moved here from Russia for nine dollars nine dollars and are these the people that had their own Airbnb or I guess it's not even Airbnb here's me with Airbnb B&B <laughs> you're not the first one that's for sure it just rolls off the tongue it does roll off the tongue yeah um no it was my grandfather's uh parents so neat 
Yeah. I love that that's there and that you can still enjoy that. It is pretty cool because it, um, you know, you can make it for four people or for 10 people basically. Mm -hmm. So got all the boards and everything. So it's pretty fun. And um, to think of all the conversations and things that have taken place around it is Mm -hmm. just, you know, all the things that table has heard, you know, Mm -hmm. would be interesting to know. But anyways, and then you head up the steps and there's four rooms and they all have an ensuite. Two of them have soaker tubs and hopefully one day all of them will, but (laughs) we're not there yet. But yeah. And then you go up the steps again into this incredible attic and yeah, there's a beautiful space that prior to COVID, I was doing a lot of moon circles and things like that, but haven't really started that up again yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to, you know, start retreats again. That was kind of my plan is to have a few retreats a year as well, where you come and, you know, spend your time. So we may start that again, but we actually are, we've got a TV up there now and a um, tablet. So if you and your partner were here, and you wanted to do some yoga, you could go up to the yoga studio and set yourself up on the television and the tablet. And just, I'd have like, I have like the Gaia app. I have a couple different apps that you can choose from too. So you can do a, a yoga class. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah. And then off to the side, I have a little uh, massage Reiki room. So I haven't really done much with that yet, but hoping in the next pretty near future, we'll be able to offer massage and Reiki as well. So mm-hmm. So neat. So, so neat. Shelby, this is really, it sounds like you're kind of still navigating. Obviously everyone's navigating challenges right now with the C word, but at the same time, you're still so invested in the vision, but also the greater good and being able to give back. And I think that that's so beautiful. You know, I didn't know this is exactly what I would love. Mm. I kind of, I, my friends think, seem to think that I had, man, you know, I had kind of thought of having a retreat center and things like that. And mm actually feel like this suits me a lot better because just for right now, um, with young kids, it offers me just, I'm at home. Right. So I can be there for them when needed, but I just love connecting with different people. And so, you know, Airbnb is big on really not doing breakfast, just kind of setting breakfast out Mm -hmm. and the breakfast part, while it is probably the most work, it's my favorite part. I get so much joy from everyone and the house really does just, I feel like it has healing powers or something. Like people just come into this space and they're just like, so they're like, I feel so relaxed and Mm -hmm. rejuvenated. And so it's just been, I don't know. I I just feel so grateful to have found this, this property it really has given me a lot of, a lot of joy to, to be able to serve people. Mm-hmm. I do love that. Like mm-hmm. I love making people feel good. Mm-hmm. And this is a way for me to do that. That also, that also makes me feel good. Right. I was just going to say that because you'd mentioned a couple of times, you know, doing the work on your, on yourself and that we're constantly evolving. We're constantly healing old shit comes up and it's like, Oh, I thought I dealt with that. Apparently not, you know, and you have to dive back into things and to be in a space that you are genuinely feeling happy, like you mentioned earlier, that you're the happiest you've ever been. So you're in a place physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually that allows and it welcomes that healing, which is so profound because I feel like that helps you offer that same space to everyone mm. that steps foot in the space, in the, in the property, in the house, in Horizon. 
Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. You say that I never mentioned the names of the suites because that was really important to me when I when I had this vision. It really was like a it's going to be a place where people connect and where people come to restore, where they, you know, and everyone is welcome. Everyone needs to be able to feel like needs to feel welcome here, you know? And then the sweet names were really like what do I want for myself and what do I want for others? Mm -hmm. And so I came up with this idea of naming the sweets and I was really nervous about it <laughs> because it kind of, it was a little out there. I thought at the time it was out there and it's like, no, people dig it. Oh, so of course they would. And they would probably book according to the names. I wouldn't doubt. I don't know if that's happening yet, but I do feel like in the future that will be more oh, yeah. of a thing. So we have, one of the suites is called the Miracle Suite. And um, that's just, you know, and, and each suite has a quote on the wall, mm-hmm. like whatever the suite name is. So for miracles, a miracle is a, a shift in perception. And really like when you are able to shift your perspective and and I guess in my case with, even with Calvin, like mm-hmm. I, his birth was a miracle. His death was a miracle. Like he was just a little miracle. And, me sh- and the reason is because I was able to shift into just what I got out of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other suite is the abundance suite. Mm -hmm. And that suite has like a very abundant bathroom. It's a little bit ridiculous how big it is. (laughs) But, you know, abundance can come in so many forms, right? So finances is definitely one. I mean, I do want to be able to afford fun things and do fun things. But Abundance also comes in the way you feel, mm-hmm. right? The way you love, the way you connect with people, the way you hold presence for people, the way people hold presence for you. All of those things are really important, right? So there's the abundance suite. And then we have the inspiration suite. Mm-hmm. And I have a Joe Dispenza quote, where your attention flows, your energy goes. Mm, good one. Yeah. So uh, just to be inspired. And when you're inspired, you can stay focused on something that feels good. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we have the joy suite. So, um, all of those things, you know, are things that I want for everyone on this Mm -hmm. planet. We Mm -hmm. all deserve to feel that miracles are possible, that abundance is within us, that, I mean, living inspired is just, that just feels good. It's different than being motivated. Motivation and inspiration are so different. Right. And and joy, like, so those are the four, you know, things that I guess I was really manifesting for myself mm-hmm. and learning that I wanted for myself, but also want for the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's so, so, so beautiful. I can imagine, though, that there are some realities that with running your own business, and like you've said, even with COVID, it's like, okay, so we don't have any bookings for weeks. So when things are feeling stressful and when you're feeling, dysregulated, what are some personal practices that you have that help nourish you? Ooh, that's a good question. During lockdowns, I spent a lot of time in that attic. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you, I would start my day up there. I definitely love breath work. Mm -hmm. I usually light my candle with an intention for the day. Um, Even with COVID, what are some of the things I would do when I was feeling really down? This was more at the very beginning, but just like what is happening with this world? And so I would light the candle and intend for love and light to reach the politicians and the doctors. And sometimes I think, 
what I, you know, I want to be able to just change it and help and fix it all. And you just can't really do that. But lighting my candle with intention really does make me feel like I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being the love. <laughs> yeah. And just sitting with that and connecting to it, I guess, and bringing it into my awareness and shifting it from fear to love. It sounds so cliche, I guess, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, so beautiful, Shelby. I've got my three safe haven style questions. You ready? I'm ready. Yes. What are you most proud of? Oh, that's a really good question. Hmm, What am I most proud of? I would say the way that I connect with people. I really feel like I just get so much joy from that. And I'm so proud. It's not always easy to open and connect, right? It can feel not great sometimes. And I think I'm most proud of, yeah, what my husband and I, like we've really connected over the last, specifically since owning this business, actually. It's really brought us closer together. And so I'm really proud to have a space of connection. Mm. What would you like to be known for? Oh, hmm. I believe that it would just feel really good for people to feel joy when they're around me. I think that's what I want to be known for. Spark that joy within them, I guess, is what I'm really thinking. And if you had a message for everyone listening, what would it be? Believe. Believe the universe has your back. Believe that you have the tools to succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just believe. This is so beautiful, Shelby. Thank you so much for being a guest. I want to make sure that we grab your socials so that people can come and follow Horizon online. Yes, um, we're at Horizon, so H-O-R-I-Z-E-N dot B-N-B. Okay, and you guys are in Leamington? We're in Leamington and we'd love to have you. One thing I forgot to mention was I just started, I just created these boxes with a good friend of mine and there, there's four of them four different ones. One's a presence. It's all about bringing presence into your life mm. and, um, presence over presence, I guess. Yeah. So come into the B and B you can also soon they'll be available online as well. And you'll be able to order one to your home if you want, but it's presence in solitude, presence in unity, presence in parenthood and presence in sisterhood. And each one is a little experience box that gives you questions and a little booklet and some little tools to connect with uh, yourself or the one, the one that you're with, all to bring more presence to our lives and to our connection. Presence is so sacred. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's one of the things, that's one of the pivots I've made, I guess, in terms of instead of doing retreats, now you can just come with, mm-hmm. with someone, grab a little box, take it upstairs and... Uh, and go through the box. It's about a three hour, probably take you about three hours. That's so nice. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. My friend Bree and I designed them together and the joy we got from just thinking of things and the amounts of laughter we had. So we're like, who cares if this even does anything? We've just right. had a lot of fun making it. So, so people, so these are going to be things that people can buy 
an order. Yeah. Um, That's really exciting. Congratulations. It is really exciting. It's like one of these things, like I always have all these ideas and I don't always follow through with them. So it feels good to have completed it because at first I was nervous about it, you know, and uh, I've had a couple people try it and they've really liked it. And so it's just, you know, sometimes in relationships, we, we talk about the same things, right? Mm-hmm. And these questions get us outside of the box a little bit and um, help us to connect in a new way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shelby, thank you so much for being a guest on The Safe Haven. Thanks for having me. I've had so much fun. You're a joy to be around. Thank you. So are you. (laughs) (laughs) Shelby, thank you so much for sharing your story with me and my listeners as a guest on The Safe Haven. I really, truly appreciate you and your time and the visions that you have with Horizon. When I'm back in Leamington, Ontario, I will definitely be coming for a visit. And I think the room that I'm thinking about is mm, abundance go with abundance. I had a look on your website. Your website is beautiful and I wish you nothing but the biggest successes moving forward. To everyone listening, I recognize the privilege that comes with this platform and I'm committed to creating a brave and inclusive space with intention. If this episode has hit you right in the heart or inspired you in any way, please screenshot the screen while you're listening, send it to your friends and share it in your Instagram stories. Please be sure to tag us at the safe haven podcast so we can personally thank you for it. If you're able to write a review or leave a juicy five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that really helps this podcast grow. I really appreciate you sharing your time with me and I will talk to you next week.